Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Overthinking Podcast. Uh, I am not joined with Carmen today, but we have a very exciting guest, the one and only Dustin Vuong. Hi. Thank you for being on today. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Guys, I am a, I'm a, I'm a Dustin Vuong stan, not gonna lie. <laughs> I've been watching your videos for, I think, I think over a year now, so I've gotten pretty oh familiar gosh. with your content. For people who don't know you, do you want to go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself, talk about who you are, what you do? Okay. Um, my name is Justin. I do YouTube videos, I guess. Um, content creation. I hate saying influencer because like, I feel like I don't influence anybody. And when I think of that word, Stop. I think of like, I think of like those, not to name names, those people. <laughs> to do nothing <laughs> but anyways uh I, i'm a youtuber my content i guess i do vlogs with kind of a coming of age twist i guess mm -hmm. i like to say my content is music chats and vlogs with and coming of age vlogs with a side of sarcastic humor that's how i describe my content oh my God, so yeah definitely. i guess that's all <laughs> And yeah, if you guys still aren't familiar with him, we're just going to be talking about him for the next hour. So fun, fun. Love Very that. I love talking about myself. My favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Okay. So in typical fashion, we're going to start with our highs and lows of the week. Dustin, do you want to give us your a good moment? Okay. My high of the week. I've been trying to wake up early at like 6 a.m. on most days. Mm. So... I think my high was I actually did it, and I actually woke up at 6 a.m. Um, lows oh yesterday. I set an alarm for 6 yesterday, but I fell asleep at 1 a.m. So I, like, snoozed. I turned off my alarm, and then whenever I do that, I always wake up at noon. Like, my body just always does that. So I slept till noon. So I woke up yesterday at noon, and I felt like, oh, okay. So that was probably a low, even though... I try to look at it as a positive because I'm like, okay, my body needed that rest. But mm -hmm. no, yeah, I was just a little annoyed. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, yeah. Same with me. My sleep schedule's all messed up because, you know, back to school stuff. Um, I Ew. understand. <laughs> but that's impressive that you're waking up at six. Imagine. I could never. Anyway, my high of the week. I ordered a new vlog camera a couple days ago, which has been a much needed purchase for me. My other one was so bad. I mean, you guys know, if you've seen my videos, not the best. So I got me a new one. Very exciting. Um, my low of the week was probably a couple nights ago. I was just like laying in bed as one does. And I just had like a full-fledged well-being crisis where I just thought like everything I was doing in my life was pointless and not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> how old are you? How old are you? I'm 16. Okay. You're 16. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you got time. We'll talk about this a little later. I have this, like, written as a little note. But all right, I, all right. I feel like this is such a strange age because I'm kind of at the point where, like, nothing I do really matters. But at the same time, I'm kind of building towards things that are going to matter. So I want to be doing them well. It's just yeah. a lot to think about. Yeah, no, I get it, yeah. Okay, so let's just get into talking about you. I got a couple subcategories. The first one is YouTube. Okay. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you've been on YouTube for six years now, right? I have no idea. 
<laughs> I was doing some research and I went down to the, like the bottom of your channel. It says oh my gosh. Ago, so I'm assuming. So I've been making YouTube video. I used to do Minecraft videos when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And then I would just do that for like, and sixth grade. <laughs> and then seventh grade is when I started the channel I have now. So maybe a little longer, but I feel like I also haven't been consistent and actually seen growth and was serious about it until the past like two years, maybe. Yeah. So okay. it, so it's always been, yeah. Still, that's quite a long time to have like a public presence. And I don't know, you're 19? How old? Yeah, 19. 19. Okay. So I mean, that's before you were 13 years old. You've gone through like middle school, high school, now outside of high school, having a public presence. I mean, what is that? What's that like for you just to kind of have kind of, I don't know, not a double life, but you know what I mean, right? I feel like it's so normal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like especially with this age, like everyone's online and mm -hmm. I've always been a very open person. So I share anything and everything and I don't really care. Um, so it hasn't, I never really looked at it and was like, oh, this is weird. It was just yeah. kind of a thing. And I've been watching YouTube forever. So it's always just been a normal thing. And I'm like, okay, it has never been a thing. Where I was like, this is a weird thing that's happening. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, and you've experienced quite a bit of growth though. I know you said over the past two years, but you're almost at like 400,000 people on YouTube alone. Like is that ever kind of mind-boggling to you? Not to say that you don't deserve it, because I love what you do, but it's just a lot of people. Um, honestly, I'm still a very small channel. Like, I'm still a very small YouTuber. I consider myself that. Um, very, like, low-key. And when you... It's so weird, because if I were to tell my 7th grade self, was like, oh, yeah this many subscribers now like that's so crazy when I could only imagine like hitting 100k in like middle school and now I'm just like as you get following get a following you just like become numb to it and it's like you always want more which is so annoying it becomes a toxic thing but <laughs> all I it's like very hard to like think oh how many people that actually is it, it's just like a, a number so it doesn't really hit me that yeah, it's a lot true. of people i still think of it as like a small group even though it's a lot i guess mm -hmm. I don't yeah know. it's always i definitely understand i mean even me i definitely am a small creator but if i think about if like seventeen thousand people were sitting in this room right now just watching me live my life i'd be like all right this is strange so if you think about a couple hundred thousand for you i it just it blows my mind honestly it would be yeah. crazy yeah it is it's <laughs> it's it is crazy i i should probably like think about it more but i don't know i just don't <laughs> the thing that's most surprising to me about someone who's been on the internet as long as you is i have trouble brainstorming content ideas every week the fact that you've been doing it for years like how do you get such original ideas um first things first i'm not consistent i've never been consistent <laughs> it's so bad um I get like phases where I'm like for a month or two I'm consistent and then I take a month off and I'm like okay so <laughs> it's very bad so since I'm not consistent especially throughout high school and middle school I was not consistent at all because I was so busy um so it was never really hard to think of ideas because I'd have so much time to think and 
have so much um, space to upload videos. But mm -hmm. now I'm starting to upload more consistently because it is my full-time job now. And for ideas, I feel like it's very easy for me because I make my content based on my life. So anything that's mm -hmm. going on, I just can base it off of that. So I never really have to think, oh, like what's a creative idea I can do right now? It's always just either like a vlog, like some, I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to do something, I just record it. So it's been very simple, unless it's like a chat or something, then I just have to think of a topic to talk about. And it's usually like a, what I'm going through. Basically all my videos are just based <laughs> off what stage am I in my life? And that's how I make my content ideas from. Also, I have so many creative friends and it's always like nice to um, get inspiration from your friends or fellow like content creators and things, mm -hmm. uh, especially cause I do fall under a genre of YouTubers. So, mm -hmm. Even though it's kind of difficult because I feel like everyone in my genre of YouTube is girls. So it's like some things I'm like, I don't want to do that. I do struggle sometimes with content ideas, but it's never so hard where I'm like, I have nothing to do because it's just all my life. <laughs> That's true. I think that YouTube has changed so much, just like what content people want to consume. And I feel like one of the reasons that maybe you've experienced so much growth is you really you really do put your life on the internet. Like you have very real, raw, like genuine videos. And I feel like that really is important for people. And they like to see that you're like a human. Yeah. Is, it's just cool, which segues well into our next topic, which is you're moving to LA. Um, I got a couple questions for you. First of all, this may be a bit controversial between us because I'm a New York City kid, like okay. 100%. So what options, like, where were you thinking about going? And out of those places, why did you choose LA? Okay, so I've talked about this in the past, but I did not know where to move in the beginning. I knew I wanted to move, but I had no idea where I wanted to go. And I already live in California. I grew up in California, Northern California. So I knew I kind of wanted to stay in California just because I haven't traveled much. I've only really been in California and I haven't even explored California, uh, let alone just like the Bay and SoCal a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I thought about San Francisco or San Jose because my family all lives in the Bay Area, basically. So I was like, okay, that'd be nice. I'd have people I know. And then I thought of LA because growing up, I always dreamed of living in LA because I grew up watching YouTube and everyone lives in LA and I would just romanticize <laughs> it yeah and LA was just a very good memory for me because I'd go there for vacations and I'd always have a good time and I basically just romanticized it a lot and it's always been one of my dreams to move so those were kind of the only two options I ever thought of when I was moving LA or the Bay but the Bay is so expensive more <laughs> expensive than LA so I was like okay also in the bay even though my family is there I feel like there's not any other benefit except my family is there like it doesn't really help job wise it doesn't I don't really know what I do there while in LA mm -hmm. I was like okay I know some people and there's mm -hmm. a lot to do so I was just like fuck it can I cuss I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah I mean we can yeah yeah, uh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to move to LA. And that's kind of how I decided. It was very, not that hard 
out of just to pick two options. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, I'm like, did I make the right choice? Because I kind of just needed to move. So <laughs> there wasn't really much option. I was just like, okay, I just got to pick a place. And then I went. Well, good. Good for you. Um, good job not overthinking it because that's something I definitely struggle with. But I feel like one of the reasons that I also love LA, although although I want to end up in New York, I've been to LA. I love LA. Wanted to go there for a while. I feel like it's such an interesting place because everyone's kind of interested in... Not everyone, but most people are interested in similar things that I am in terms of content creation, social media. And it's really weird because, you know, through high school, growing up in northern Colorado, there's not much diversity. There's not many people with different Okay, interests. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> gotta love it. No. Glad, glad we're not there anymore, but we can get into that another time. So have you noticed any, like, big differences since moving out, or has it been more of a casual experience for you? It's been very casual. Like, I live in the east side of LA, so I don't live where the beaches are. I kind of live in a more residential area, which is where I prefer. And it's been very casual. Like, I haven't done much. I've only been here for a month. Mm-hmm. I have not done much. I've just been <laughs> settling in, going on Facebook Marketplace every single day, trying to get furniture, filming, and just attempting to hang out with friends and make friends that's kind Mm -hmm. of been my thing right now so it's been very casual nothing crazy has been happening I think it's going to take me a few months to settle in and like have established friends for it to like start being different but I think considering I live in a very residential area it's like not a huge difference there's a lot more noise (laughs) compared to my small town suburb um so that's a little bit annoying um but other than that, it's been very casual. That's great. That's good. Well, then maybe this next question won't be as long of an answer, but um, what will this like next chapter look like for you in terms of your goals, aspirations? Is it just kind of like a casual, like, okay, doing the same thing, but I'm doing it in LA now? Or is it like, no, here's the deal. Like, I'm here now, and here's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have, I'm very ambitious. That's like, a main attribute I have. So now that I'm in LA, I have no excuses to not do what I want to do. And I live on my own. Well, I have a roommate, but I'm, I control my life now and it's so crazy. So now I'm just like, okay, Dustin, you have to do your goals now. There's literally nothing in your way. So yeah, I think this next chapter it's very weird. I don't even know what it's going to be like, but I'm hoping I'm just push myself to work harder, which I I probably will cuz literally this past month I've been stressing the fu- I keep cussing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. it's okay. I cuss a lot. Um no, but I stress myself out so much this past month over okay, you're here, you have to start on your projects. Like you want to do music, you have to start writing every single day now. You have no excuse. But also, I told myself in the month of August, like, give yourself the month to settle in and, you know, get some furniture, get a damn Mm -hmm. bed frame, and then you could start thinking about your goals. So it was, like, very hard for me to, like, push back the idea of, like, okay, you're here, you have to, like, achieve everything you want to achieve now. So, but now it's September, so now I'm trying to work my ass off. Hopefully I don't get burnt out or something, but... (laughs) I can't believe it's September... Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that it's September. Really? I'm so excited for fall. When September 1st hit, I felt so good. Yesterday was such a good day. 
Oh, that's good. I did not have the same experience. I'm terrified. This year has gone by so fast. So fast. It's insane. Yeah, but like, I just love the fall vibe. I started watching Gilmore Girls again. And I was just like, I feel <laughs> so good. That like, I feel like, I feel like my high school self kind of when I, I don't know, fall just reminds me of school. So I felt like nostalgic, but in a good way. Oh, that's nice. Is it yeah. weird to see everyone going back to school and like you're doing your own unique, cool, Dustin thing? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I when I FaceTime my friends, they're like, I'm in class and I'm like, what? It's it's just so weird. It still hasn't really hit me that, oh, everyone else is in school and I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So talking a bit more about your future, I we talked about this a bit earlier off off the podcast, but I just want to kind of hear a quick recap of your college experience um, because I am a junior in high school and this is kind of the year where you start making decisions about what you want to do with your future. And if you guys have listened to other episodes of this podcast, you know that I have no idea what I want to do with my future. So, uh, and college has never been interesting to me. So I definitely want to hear all the perspectives from all the people you included. I know before this podcast, I said I don't have much to say, but now like a bunch of points are popping. (laughs) That's great. That's good. Um, So I was also, this. I think junior year is when I started giving up in school. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I was a very, obviously, I was, I'm an Asian American (laughs) kid. Um, I was very ambitious. I got a 4.0, everything, blah, blah, blah. Because I thought I was going to college. And that was always my mindset. I was like, I'm going to fucking college. That's mm-hmm. that's the only option, especially with my parents. It's just kind of like the expected. I always thought I was going to co- go to college, so that's why I worked my ass off, but also have a fear of failure, so I always wanted to back up. So I went that route. Senior year is definitely when I gave up, for sure. <laughs> Junior year, I was thinking about it. Senior when I finally gave up and I was like, okay. <laughs> so I took like fourth period off. I was only there till like 12 and then I left and I would just do the bare minimum and everything. And then especially with COVID, mm. I did mm-hmm. nothing my senior year. Like yeah. it was a breeze. Um, literally when COVID happened, I only had one class and that was only on Thursdays. Are you kidding? So one I basically class? Had, yeah. Yeah. So I basically had summer break in March. Damn. So... Yeah, that yeah. was not the situation for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then obviously with COVID, I was like, okay, I'll go to community college. Because I think at that point, I still didn't know what was happening. And I still kind of felt like I needed to go to college. So I was like, okay, I'll go to community. Everyone else's, it's cheaper. Um, when before, I was strictly only thinking about UCs because I was a pretentious... <laughs> little brat and was like okay I can only go to a UC I did not work my ass off not to go to a UC so I went to community I also had a very toxic mindset about community college in like Mm -hmm. junior year I used to think it was I don't know it just has very negative connotations but senior year I was like okay wait community college is not a bad option so I went for one semester um, Mm -hmm. in total and then And that semester, I felt like it was just nothing. Like, we just did a lot of busy work, and that was it. Um, So I felt like I was wasting my time. So I left and was like, okay, I'm going to take a gap semester. We'll see what happens. (laughs) We'll see if I drop out. 
knowing damn well I was going to drop out. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. If you take a gap, you're most likely going to drop out, especially because I did have YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you already have a job, well, if I already had a job and I'm leaving college, there's no way I'm going back. So now it is the semester's over. It's fall semester now. And I'm not going <laughs> no literally good for um, you i mean i i can't imagine because i always have like this idea where it's like i don't i'm not interested in college i've never been a great student nothing in school besides like literal art class interests me in any way shape or form and it's just kind of like but then i have this almost imposter syndrome of just like stereotypes and like what i've been told where it's like okay but you're gonna go like it's gonna happen yeah and i'm kind of like so the fact that you you tried and then you realized okay not my thing and then you left it just it probably took a lot so I can appreciate that yeah I think it was I'm definitely in a different setting than others I'm very grateful and privileged that I started YouTube so early and have been working on it forever that I had the option to drop out and still have a career I feel like I couldn't even imagine like not having any sort of Mm -hmm. career and not knowing what you want to do in college like my friends are like in that situation right now and i couldn't imagine doing that because for me it's i definitely had a plan i could i would never have dropped out if i didn't have a plan because i'm too i overthink too much (laughs) so welcome to the um, podcast yeah and i'm a fear of failure so there is no way if i didn't have youtube i'd be in college right now like there's no way i wouldn't be in college right now but like you worked at something to fall back on so it's it all worked out, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm so privileged. But <laughs> other times I'm like, okay. And I like almost feel bad. I almost feel like like a one of those pretentious privileged white kids on YouTube. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> but I know I've like worked so hard. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. like I'm trying to I'm trying to validate myself and be yeah. like, you worked for this. It's not like you were given this easily so mm-hmm. i don't know no 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. balancing being like a youtuber and a student for so many years and you know making content it's just it's a lot of stuff that you accomplished although recognizing that you're lucky is good just like give yourself credit for yeah. it um yeah <laughs> along those lines in the future are you like gonna want to stick strictly with youtube full-time or do you want to maybe like branch out into working like a more stereotypical job or maybe music or fashion industry like what where's your mind at for that I definitely do want to branch out I feel like YouTube you have to branch out Mm -hmm. social media in general you have to branch out because it doesn't last forever like Mm -hmm. you're hot for like one minute and then everyone (laughs) thinks you're irrelevant like look at the team 10 house whatever I couldn't even name a single person's name oh my god true they're so True. you really oh have to God. branch out before you lose everything. Yeah, so um, I do definitely want to branch out. Maybe a business. I don't think I could work a normal job. I feel like that's... Yeah, I couldn't. No, I'm definitely. just... I, I, could, I think I, it would have to be creative or in the arts or something. Um, but I do want to branch out, maybe an entrepreneur. But my main focus, I do want to try music and things. I feel like every fucking bitch mm. wants to try music. <laughs> but I'm like, it's always been my dream. But I kind of put that dream in the back burner when I was really young because I realized, oh, I have no connections. There's just no way I can do that. Mm-hmm. But since YouTube became a thing, I was like, oh, this dream, it's coming back. Um, so 
now like since I have YouTube, I'm like, oh, maybe I can try to do that. Oh my god, you definitely so could. That'd be great. Yeah, but I have such imposter syndrome and insecurities with music, but I'm working on it. I'm definitely getting better at it, but yeah, music is definitely something I want to get into. And this is like my future future plan when I'm elderly. This is my dream <laughs> is just to run a little art Etsy shop Aww. when I'm like an elder. Love that. I love art, but it's never something I think I'm too. I think I want more than just a little Etsy shop when I'm young. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm old and I've like done everything I want to do, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I'll run my Etsy shop now. Yeah. Because the idea of that sounds so fun and I watch so many art studio vlogs on YouTube and things. But that's my elderly dream. Wow, you got, you got plans for way in the future. <laughs> I wish I could relate. Um, we'll talk about music more in a second because I'm excited to hear about that. But I think one of the very cool things about YouTube is although you're totally correct about like it, it changes quickly, you can have everything one minute and nothing the next. I think what's great is you can also use it as a way to promote external things, such as, like, if you do start your own Etsy shop or you do release a song, YouTube can be, like, a the bridge onto another revenue stream or, you know, what whatever it is. So I think that that would yeah. be... That's another great advantage of being a YouTuber. So... Especially now, I feel like you cannot make it in the industry unless you have a social media presence. Definitely. It's just, like... Everyone has a social media presence. So yeah. I also think it's made it, like, more accessible for everyone because I feel like for the music industry specifically, like, you either had to have a famous parent <laughs> or some type Literally. of connection, but now it's, like, it's kind of free game. Like, uh-huh. anyone could really... I think everyone's, like, posting their songs on TikTok now and, yeah. like, it's just way more accessible. So I'm, like, that's very, you know, helpful. Yeah, I actually want to make an entire podcast episode about TikTok just because I feel so passionately and like almost not scared, but it's just mind blowing how much TikTok has changed every like the music industry, YouTubers, like all these people have just blown up. And now like it seems like everyone's famous on TikTok. It's wild. Yeah, I definitely think of like TikTok as since it is easier to blow up, Mm -hmm. I think of them differently than i do like a youtuber oh 100 percent. i deleted TikTok. i think i oh i have not (laughs) no (laughs) i respect youtubers more than i do tiktokers i don't know if that's bad to say but i do no it's not because it's completely true and valid and real because if someone i could pretty much bear anyone for 15 seconds right like you can be annoying but if it's 15 seconds you come you leave whatever i go on with my day yeah but if i have to listen to someone weekly for like 20 minutes i I would lose my mind if they weren't actually like an interesting human so if you're gonna make it on youtube and have like an equivalent following as a tiktoker i feel like you've earned much more and you've worked much harder on youtube as a platform yeah not to invalidate tiktokers but like I think I respect TikTokers that have talent. Oh, true. Yeah, but other than that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> the hot ones with like 20 million followers piss me off, especially because I end up following them. Yeah. That's the annoying part. It's stuck you into their trap. I follow, I definitely do follow some people that do nothing. So I'm not going to lie, I'm one of those people sometimes where I just do nothing because I'm too lazy. <laughs> but I mean, if you got it, I mean, I respect you using your assets. Very true. You know? Yeah. But I like, I, I do follow the ones that have like cool aesthetics. True. But 
other than that, I'm like, okay. I feel like that's also maybe, maybe falls under talent. I feel like having an individual aesthetic is more of like an art form, if that makes sense. People who are so unique to like their own style, it's always interesting for me to see. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a bit about your fashion and style, because I feel like this is kind of a big part of your brand. I don't know if you'd agree. Is it? I don't know. (laughs) The first video I watched of yours, I remember this so vividly because I saw the title and I was like, I want to be in this friend group. It was... Okay, I don't remember the title, but it was, like, something teens go thrifting, like, and it was with you and a couple friends. Oh, like chaotic oh, the city, teens, yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I remember, like, instantly clicking on that, and I, that's when I subscribed and everything, but I feel like maybe that's how I got to know you. But you do have such a unique style, in my opinion. It fits into, like, a multitude of categories, I guess. How would you describe it? I don't, I don't know. I feel like... I didn't really know people. I knew people liked my fashion, but I didn't know why. Cause I was like, I feel like this is the most basic shit I, ever. <laughs> and every, especially with TikTok now, I feel like before TikTok, I was like, okay, my maybe I have a little bit of a different style. But since TikTok became a thing, like everyone's dress dresses the same. Like yeah. everyone, I feel like for a minute, especially my senior year and like last year, I feel like I dressed very trendy and i would just like see something on tiktok i was like oh my god i love that yeah. eat all that shit right up and then i'd wear it um but i i don't know i feel like my fashion is just so basic and i i don't i look at my clothes and i'm like this is normal i feel like everyone dresses like this it's not like special are you kidding um, me? <laughs> oh my god. to the point i don't i don't know like to to the point where now I've kind of been in a fashion rut. Like I have not been passionate about fashion for a few months. I haven't gone thrifting for a minute. Uh, I used to thrift every freaking weekend and just buy a lot of clothes. And I noticed I was thrifting clothes, wearing it once, taking a picture in it, and then never wearing it again. Mm. Cause I was like, my love for it almost died when I posted an Instagram in it. I was like, okay, I'm done. Oh my God. True. No, I relate to that. So, so I hated that. So I just stopped, like, consuming so much, even though it was thrifting, so I wasn't, like, buying fast fashion or anything. But mm-hmm. I was just buying clothes for no reason. And I was trying so hard to try to find a style and be unique. I so badly wanted to be unique. But now I'm kind of in a state where I'm still trying to figure out my style and figure out what I like and trying not to go on Pinterest and just copy everybody. <laughs> but I have noticed to describe my style. The only things I've noticed that I like so far right now is like knit sweaters, like grandpa sweaters. I still love those. I love like very simple outfits, like a nice sweater <laughs> i love sweaters sweater. i guess no same yeah i, I love like the european people like they dress very minimally mm-hmm. but so nice and it's so like timeless like manu rios and this other person luca for oh i know who you're Fersco. talking about i know who you're talking yeah about. i love his style it's so simple that you can't get tired of it but it's still stylish yeah so i've noticed i've been really loving those so just very my style has been coming, been becoming simpler, and t- I don't know. I'm just trying to get that timeless look. I love 50, 60, 70 style. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, very, like, 
dapper. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're doing well. I think that maybe it's less your your style, but just like kind of your whole natural aesthetic, like your hair. I. So cool when it's all puffy and whatever, and then you have you got your accessories, you got your outfit, you got your whole vibe in general. I feel like it's just a very nice vibe. So, but when I look at the clothes that you wear, I'm like, I'm jealous. I'm like, where is he finding this stuff? So you give yourself some credit for that. Um, and finally, you were talking about Europe. Before I moved here, I was like, bought an H and M shirt once a year, wore it for six months, wore like. Like, neon orange shorts. Like, it was not good. And ever since coming here, like, the the world of, like, what people wear and the ways in, people, in which people wear things has been mind-blowing. I think that the, the fashion sense in Europe and how it differs from, like, country to country is so interesting. It's, like, one of my favorite parts of traveling. Yeah. It's just people watching, looking at what they're wearing. Yeah, definitely. My go-to thing now, because I've just been wearing... I have not been putting together outfits or anything i just wear jeans and a wife beater every single day <laughs> and i'm like okay this is like the timeless piece i'm oh. wearing it literally right now it's just my <laughs> it go-to works, now though. I, I feel like actually that is my style now i just wear jeans and a wife beater and then if i want to i'll put on a sweater or a cardigan and that's it no but it looks good like that's what i was saying is like if you i mean you can describe it like that and make it sound very casual but it's it's like minimalist but at the same time it like intentional put together you know yeah you know what i mean for sure for sure yeah okay so do you have any like fashion inspirations anyone in particular i know you said man rios and the luca guy don't know his name but yeah in i love tyler masri Maseri on instagram he is like a model instagram person he lives in la or something but i love his style it's kind of similar to the people I mentioned previously, but more edgy and a little bit more trendy. Um, he's the reason I bought these like Wrangler. Every bitch has these now. Those Wrangler dress pants that are like oh my god, oh very, yeah, like seventies. Mm-hmm. I bought those because of him. Um, I love him. I think other than that, like that is all for fashion inspo. I don't really have that many because again, I've been kind of in a fashion rut, but. Definitely, like, those three people I have been looking to. Also, I don't follow that many people. Mm -hmm. I only follow people who either, you know, were mutuals or I really, really love their style or what they do. So I think those are the few people that I look up to. This is completely, like, off-topic relating to that, but, like, not part of, like, what I had planned. If you guys (laughs) listened to the episode that Carmen and I did with uh jade we talked about this for like so long uh, about how healthy it is to just not follow so many people because you can't overconsume irrelevant content and i feel like i don't know if you feel the same way but i recently completely cleared out my following list and i was like this is so much healthier now every time i go on social media i'm like feeling a bit more uplifted about what i'm seeing or it has some sort of benefit to me yes definitely i think initially i did it because I followed so many people from middle school and high school. And I was like, (laughs) I do not care about you. I do not care. Like, I haven't seen you in years. I haven't talked to you in years. I only follow people if I know they're going to be in my life for a little bit, for for that time. Yeah. Um, Literally in high school, I think I unfollowed people's junior or senior year. Even people who went to my school, I was like, I don't care. 
uh, it took, like, if I met a new friend, it would take, like, a few months for me to follow them. And they would know. Like, one of my friends would be like, why haven't you followed me? I was like, mm, I just want to know if, like, we're going to be friends after this class. <laughs> you know? Because we moment. met... Yeah, because I'm like, why follow you now? And then I have to unfollow you later. I'm just going to, like, wait to see if you're yeah. really in it to be my friend or something. And I think it is very healthy. I think initially it was kind of also an aesthetic thing. I was like, I hate how my number is so high. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So true. Um, but now it's just like, it's just the thing I do. I have been following more people because I feel like I was kind of restricting myself on who I follow. Like I wouldn't let myself follow famous people because I was like, what's the point? They're famous. Like, it's not like they're going to follow you back or anything. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, like if you like them a lot yeah, follow and they them. inspire you, follow them. So yeah. That's what I've been trying to get myself to do. Good. Yeah, no, I still think it's healthy to, like, restrict that number. Or just be mindful about it. No, don't, like, set a limit. But um, I'm yeah. the same way. I was going to say the same thing. When I meet people and they'll, like, ask for my Instagram or whatever, they'll, like, low-key, like, wait for me to follow them. And I'll be like, okay, nice to meet you. Because it's just, I don't know. Unless I'm really interested, unless they're doing something unique, individual, cool, I'm just kind of, like... If yeah. I know you in real life, do I really got to see, like, the, the blurry picture on your Instagram feed every once in a while? I don't think so, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely more mindful on who I follow. I feel like I sound so pretentious, <laughs> but it's, like, I'm just very, like, I think about it. I don't just follow people blindly. Good. I, I think yeah. that's good. Okay. So... I, we talked about music a bit earlier, and you, you kind of mentioned something uh, about writing songs should should we expect some original Dustin Vuong songs I don't know about anytime soon I'm not gonna lie um I've just been writing because I I feel like I have to like constantly be working towards something to feel like I'm being productive about it so Mm -hmm. I've just been writing songs to get better at it and it's also super enjoyable like I love writing um it it is, like, really difficult, but I don't know. I don't know about releasing any... Because I haven't written anything that I've loved. Mm-hmm. Like, everything... I'm also very picky, and I don't know. I just haven't written anything I love, so I don't... I am I want to, like, push myself just to release whatever, but I feel mm-hmm. like I do it more on my TikTok. Like, I, if I write something, I'll sing a little bit on my yeah. TikTok, but I've never posted anything of my own stuff on YouTube because I feel like if once I post it on YouTube, it becomes too real. Definitely. That's one of the nice things about TikTok is it's a little more casual of a social media platform. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully I would like to release something this year, but we shall see. It's also like so hard to get connections for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm sure I could, I, I do have a few people in mind that could probably help me produce a song or something, but I just am, I haven't written anything that I liked, yeah. especially because like my guitar skills are so limited and I write everything on guitar because I can't play any other instrument. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a very basic guitar player. I only know like the basic chords. I'm not intricate or anything. So it's like very hard to envision a song and write a song mm-hmm. when I can't think of like a chord progression and it just affects my songwriting and things but hopefully it will be soon that would be very (laughs) exciting but i totally get it also i feel like songs are usually so personal that like the thought of putting that out there for anyone and everyone to see would be like very much nerve-wracking so 
taking a yeah. turn is a good idea. I feel like I definitely have imposter syndrome when it comes to music. It's just, I feel like people watch anything music related I put out and they're like, okay, Dustin, stick to your little vlogs. Literally. I also think it's because it's so hard to start branching out once you've established yourself and people have subscribed to me because of my personality, not music. So it's yeah. like very, you have to like gradually integrate it, place that in and it's just, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, when you've established a brand for yourself. But also, like, sometimes what I forget is I, I get very... Not intentional. I, I overthink my content on YouTube and I think about what's going to be received well or, like, what am I known for or whatever. But then at the end of the day, I'm also, like, they're, the only person who decides these for you is, like, yourself. Like, this is your channel. You made it. You should be able to just, like, take some creative liberty here and do what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you just posted a, a cover, so you're, you're yeah. working on that, I guess. I think covers are... I definitely I used to be insecure about posting covers, but I've definitely have gotten more confident with it. So, but like mm -hmm. I also since it is my job, like views, I have to think about views so yeah. much. Oh. And and music like covers, they don't do horrible, but they don't do as well as if I posted a vlog or something. Uh -huh. So, I I can't just like post a cover every week if I wanted to. No, like definitely. I'd have to spread it out, which is a little annoying. But you know, always got to be strategic. It's a job, so like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, still good for you, and it's it's all about balance, I guess. So it seems like you're doing a good yeah. job finding that. Um, the last category is before we move on to the questionnaire I posted on the Instagram. Um, okay. It's just kind of mental health. I don't know how much you want to get into this but anything during the moving process about I don't know if you felt overwhelmed stress or just like change just aware of things changing I mean what was that like for you mentally yeah I am an open book so I do not mind talking about this <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I feel like I talk about it a lot in my videos too but mm -hmm. as for moving my mental health has been pretty okay I think um I think it's better. Uh, it's very weird. I feel like I'm so... It's so weird to describe how I feel because I feel so neutral. Mm -hmm. I think a few months ago, I felt numb. So I don't feel numb necessarily. I just feel like not sad, not happy. But that's good. Um, or Yeah. I. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I it's know. good. I, that's... <laughs> Um, I haven't been as nostalgic and sad as I thought I would be moving. Mm -hmm. It's been, I thought I would feel more, but right now I just feel, I think I feel good. I'm in a new environment. I'm just trying to get used to everything. So I think I've just been so, so much is going on that I can't be sad mm -hmm. necessarily. But I do have those moments before I fall asleep and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad though. I'm kind of lonely though. Yeah. But then I fall asleep and it's all... It's all okay. That's so, good. Yeah, that's good. But before the move, like when I lived like a month ago or two, I was definitely in a really bad mental mm -hmm. state. I just felt so numb and like I didn't know what was happening. I felt so lonely because I have friends, but they were never like 
there all the time and ride or die. So mm-hmm. I would just be alone a lot, especially because I work alone and I work at home. And I never had like a solid friend group. Like everyone had their own lives, obviously. So I was very dependent on being around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, I'm I'm an extrovert. So I still like to be around people. I think now since I have a roommate and I can just hang out with her whenever, it's definitely helped. Mm-hmm. And back then I lived, you know, with my parents yeah. and my sister and yeah. family always affects you. In a, <laughs> so true. I did live in a very toxic household, which I don't really share a lot on my YouTube channel. I never really talk about my parents or my family too much on my YouTube just because I feel like that's something I usually keep private. Yeah. And it's just, but I did live in a toxic household, so I was, you know, felt very stressed a lot. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I think that it's cool that you have continued to, you know, make your goals a reality. And like, you look at you now, as stereotypical as it sounds, <laughs> it's really, it's cool. You're doing your own thing. So yeah, that's good, though, that you're, you're kind of in that neutral mindset. I can, I can definitely relate. It was kind of weird when you were talking about that, because I had more or less the same experience um, when I moved. It was just kind of, I guess, the excitement. You live in Germany, right? I do. It's pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. It's Wait, weird, do you though. speak German? No. <laughs> I try. Oh. Wait, so how do, you, how do you get around? So it's interesting. I go to an international school. So we speak English there. It's pretty much a British school, um, which oh. is nice. But I speak, I speak enough German to, like, get by, you know? And I understand... Mm a lot more than I speak. But I don't know if you've ever heard German, but that language is ugly and it is hard. And I have like very little interest in trying to learn it, especially as my time here gets shorter and shorter. I'm just like, but do I need to learn all these long, hard to pronounce words? I mean, aren't you going to be there for the whole year or? I, I don't know. We were supposed to move back last summer. Then we were supposed to move back this summer. And now supposedly we're moving back in December. But by the time December comes around, I've just learned to cross the bridges when we get to them. Because I'm with my family here, so it's really just kind of like, I'm just oh, going to live in my life, enjoy enjoy the things that are going on until yeah, it's time you, to change. You're in, you're in freaking Germany, dude. Like, you, <laughs> that's a very, you're living a very interesting and, like, unique life right now. Like, <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm, so... very, I'm very grateful. It's so different. Especially growing up in, again, northern Colorado, 13 years yeah one of the least diverse places in the world and then going to this international school where my friends are from everywhere it's been really nice but I guess what you were saying about not having those ride or die friends I have some great friends here but they also feel very temporary they feel like they're not gonna I mean when I move back I got like a two-hour time slot where I talk to them and they're busy people they have their own stuff going on whatever with the time difference it's just kind of like I love you, but I know that you're not necessarily going to be in my life in the near future, which sucks. So I've kind of come to terms with that. So I just, I relate to what you're saying. I understand that it can be difficult. I've always wanted the Disney friendships where they come into your house without asking and like open your fridge and like that Alex Russo Harper (laughs) relationship. I never received it. I've always felt like I was always the better friend in every single one of my relationships. There's not a single friendship I've had where... I've been like, they're a better friend than me. I can always confidently say I've been a better friend. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah. And like, I I ask them too. I'm like, I'm very communicative. So every time if I do something wrong, I'm like, critique me, like tell me and I'll fix myself. That's good. That's a good quality. Um, And I've always been the friend who like invites people. I've always just felt like I was 
I don't know. I love my friends so much, but I definitely feel like they're not my forever friends. I felt the exact same way in college. Sorry, friends, if you're listening to this. I mean, at least you're honest about it. I think it's so cool. You really, you said you were an open book. You really are. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, and it's not that I don't communicate either. Like, I've communicated, like, I wish my friends would do more, but it's not like anything has changed. So it's like, I've kind of just, like, accepted the fact that you just got to be selfless and I am who I am and it just happens to be I put more in. I think that you're all, you would definitely be the good friend to have, but if that's not reciprocated, I'm sure that feels very shitty sometimes. Um, <laughs> I am lucky. I got my like two best friends here. I got, I got my two ride or die people and that's about all. So okay, the only okay. difference is that I know I'm going to leave them forever one day, but I do, I kind of have that Disney friendship with one of them and I will tell you it's super great. It's super fun. Um, but I genuinely feel, and I know, I know that you don't know me that well. It's kind of a strange situation here because I feel like I know a lot about you. <laughs> and I'm more or less a stranger, but I genuinely feel like this kind of whole next moving out, new place, new people, similar interests. I feel like you'll definitely find some people, and you got a lot of time ahead of you. You know, like nineteen. It's not that. Yeah, not that I feel hella old. Q Lord, like <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I'm gonna be twenty. Holy fuck, that's so weird. But 20. I just turned 19, so I got time. Yeah, you got time. <laughs> um, I felt the exact same way about my friends in my hometown, though. I feel like getting out of there was a, a really hard thing to come to terms with. But once I did it, it's like, I don't want to go back. Like, we're, th- we're talking about going back there. We kept our house and stuff. And my sister is like, yeah, let's go back to Colorado. Let's go back to Colorado. I'm like, I cannot imagine after all of this, going back to that place with those people. I just feel like I've outgrown them and, like... You know, I felt the I felt the same yeah. way about the, it. Just never felt as genuine as it could have with my friends. Yeah. In terms of YouTube, social media, have you ever had like moments where you've experienced burnout or like immense pressure to post or provide something that you didn't necessarily owe people, but you felt like you owed them? You know what I mean? Honestly, no. I feel like my audience is very kind and I have a very small audience still. So I haven't hit that stage where I'm like (laughs) getting a bunch of random, you know, things like that. But, um, again, I feel like I'm an open book. So I just share everything. Like I don't, yeah, I just share everything. So I haven't really dealt with any of that. That's great though. I mean, (laughs) your answers are like so good that I feel like I can't add much to them, but it's just like I wish I had some drama. Oh, I wish I had some yeah. like tea. <laughs> I mean, like I wish I I wish I had like oh my god, guys, like blah blah blah. But like I, I'm such a black and white person where I'm like, I know my worth and like I'm very assertive, so no one can really push me around. Good. What I mean exactly. So, so I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I should just sit here and applaud after like everything you say. It's just so you're very well spoken. I feel like you're very you know what you have, what you want what your worth is yeah i'm an enneagram one and a gemini so i feel like i don't know if any of y'all know the enneagram but i feel like those two things definitely describe my personality a lot i wait is the enneagram test like the intj dash whatever no the enneagram test is like numbers so like the one is the perfectionist and the two is like the help i took that test for the first episode of this podcast and i forgot my result but i have it right here I was a nine. So I don't think... Oh, okay. But okay. Carmen, my friend Carmen, who I usually am on here with, was a one perfectionist. So I feel like you guys would have a lot to talk about. Okay. But 
Still, and a Gemini, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know much about astronomy, but I do know like my characteristics, and I feel like they are very on brand for me. Yeah, I feel like Sagittarius is kind of look the same. <laughs> Everyone calls me like so, a like, golden retriever boy and stuff, and I feel like a lot of them are very similar vibes, aesthetic, whatever. Kind of like, okay, I mean, that's fine. It's fine with me. But what I've heard about Gemini's, I feel like you fit into that category. That doesn't, that's no shocker to me. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so finally, I posted a poll, or a little questionnaire on Instagram yesterday for questions for you, and we got some responses. Okay, so what are your current favorite places to shop? For, like, clothes? Yes. I would assume. Honestly, I don't, I haven't been shopping for clothes, but I, you, I just shop at thrift, thrift stores, like, I don't really ever go to the mall or anything unless it's I need a staple piece like a pair of jeans because I can never find pants at a thrift store but anything else I just go to a thrift store and whatever I find that's where I shop like almost all my closet is secondhand um other than like staple pieces mm-hmm. I love that so yeah this era of that's such a basic fashion. answer <laughs> no it's good though because I feel like the people at thrift are always like those cool people and I feel like that's probably why your style is so unique and original to you in my opinion at least but this whole like <laughs> Shein fast fashion era I'm like oh god this is not good this is not good yeah so I'm glad to see that there are still people with platforms promoting sustainable shopping unique styles whatever it is um I love this question but it might be difficult to answer what do you think defines you as an individual as well as a creator Huh. I don't... Okay. As an individual, I... I think I'm just, like, a good person. <laughs> um, I don't... I don't even know how to, like, get more into that, but, like, I think... Genuinely, I think I'm a good person, and I think a lot about, you know, like, my friends and other people, and I think it's rare to find people who are actually good people. Oh, so true. And, like... Like, I have never had a dramatic situation with anybody. I never have conflict with people. It's just, like, I think it's because I'm so black and white that I'll just, if there's a problem, I'll just address it right away. But I think I'm just, you know, that. But I also think I'm ambitious and creative. I feel like everyone in the freaking entertainment industry is ambitious and creative. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) As a content creator again with the ambitious and creativity i do think i think those also go into me as a content creator but i also think i'm genuine question mark no yes i can i like to, to think so <laughs> no literally and just your whole i i feel like i've said aesthetic so much in this episode but your whole just like aesthetic your your energy your vibe i guess really shines through and is so unique so i feel like that would be my answer for you that defines you as a creator yeah i think what you see on my youtube videos as my personality is is what you get in real life and when the camera turns on like nothing really changes i do have a little bit more energy (laughs) and i do like make my life look like this beautiful thing but me as a person is still the exact same person and i don't know whenever i watch other youtubers I feel like this is me hyping myself up. Whenever I <laughs> watch other it. YouTubers, 
I'm very good at reading people, and I can just tell when they're not genuine. Mm. There's a lot. And um, even people I know, like my mutuals and things, it doesn't make them a bad person, but I know them as a person, and then I watch their videos, and I'm like, this is not the same person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I Um, feel the same way. I feel like there's a lot of people who... I mean, obviously, you're an edited version of yourself. You're, I guess, more curated. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are, like, it's a, it's another personality. Like, I don't even recognize them. So I, I feel yeah. like I'm definitely talking to the same person whose content I have watched. So I can I can confirm <laughs> everyone that Dustin is being, being <laughs> honest right now. I don't know. I do put a lot of work into my vlogs. And I, I don't really see that many other people doing vlogs the way I do it. Me neither. You're so pretentious. No, oh my god. You gotta no. give yourself credit, really. <laughs> okay, well, I, I definitely agree. I think that's great. Um, what is it? Another question is what is it like being a YouTuber in 2021? Have you noticed any changes this year? This like, kind of COVID times, especially. What's changed for you? Definitely. There has been so much change, especially with YouTube. I I think YouTube is a dying platform. Don't say that. That's gonna scare honest. me. Remember, I'm still growing <laughs> here. Like I'm depending on um, you know. It's such, especially with TikTok and everything. Like, I think YouTube has been so dead, creative wise. I there's like not many people I watch on YouTube anymore, other than my friends. Um, yeah, I feel like YouTube. I watch okay. Here's I watch my friends, and then I watch Sarah Baska. That's it. <laughs> I. Um, should I? Sarah Baska, she's the funniest person on YouTube, I would say. She is so hilarious. She used to be a Viner. Um, okay. But say no more. Literally on YouTube, I watch my friends and Sarah Baska, and that is all. Like, no one, no one has been serving content that is, you know, interesting to me. I feel like the creativity is definitely dying right now. Um, I think the last time I found someone, it was like, holy shit, like, they're so creative, and this content is so good was best dressed and then she left I'm so and then the content just died again literally yeah no i, I want to like be i think respectful to her and be like you know it like you take your time like i understand but at the same time i'm like the fan inside me i'm like can you just upload like can you just upload <laughs> yeah i feel like she was such an inspiration for so many people on youtube um i don't want to say like people copy her but yeah. people copy people her. copied her she was like i'm a chamberlain <laughs> everyone just started adapting yeah she style and yeah um but like we haven't had that in a while i feel like it was emma chamberlain and then it was best dress we haven't had like a new style come in for a very while. true yeah i feel like so, something she did so I, well is balance yeah. like she was very good at like staying on brand having a very distinguished like following trends whatever but then also just her being so real and so honest on the internet was yeah. so nice. And her editing was so, yeah, so good. Was so different too. So good. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like just people don't watch YouTube as much. Like, it's so sad, but I see why. And then that gets into like views too. Like, my views have dropped. Oh, but, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, I'm trying to build a healthier relationship with views. And, I think I've gotten better at it, but it's definitely hard yeah. <laughs> to yeah. not think about. Well, you're in a different place. You have to think about it as both yeah. a career and a hobby. So, like, views are basically 
the gateway to like keeping it a reality for you to support yourself. Yeah, especially because I think beginning COVID is when I started actually growing and everyone was watching YouTube that time at that time. And then after, like, you know, it's been quite some time since the beginning of COVID. So I feel like a lot of views have dropped and that just is so hard for me to like understand or get used to like, oh, like people just aren't watching YouTube as much. Yeah. Um, and it definitely has affected my creativity I feel like I definitely think a lot about okay how am I going to edit my videos in a way where people will watch it mm -hmm. and I feel like that's very annoying because I feel like I'm restricting myself but I also think sometimes I do have to do certain things to stay likable or watchable I know, yeah I know what you mean I but you also do them in your your way, or what I would assume is your way, because I don't know yeah. what I was watching. I was watching a video of yours recently. I don't know which one. And you had a, a sponsored segment. I don't know for what company. Um, <laughs> but I do remember how you did it. It was almost like a like a 90s commercial or something. It, yeah. it was in your kitchen. And I just remember thinking, like, how does, how does someone even think of that stuff? So I feel like you definitely have established... I've never seen a video edited the way that you edit your videos. So you do you still do a good job. Yeah. Maintaining your personal brand. Yeah, thank you. That unique style. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, sponsorships, I definitely try to make interesting because... No one wants to watch sponsorships. I know people do them. Yeah. <laughs> people do them so often. It's like a normal thing now. Like every time I click a video, I just expect a sponsorship because yeah. it's just how it is. So I've always wanted my sponsorships to be like funny or creative in some way so every single one of my sponsorships i try to make interesting to watch that's good yeah it's like a whole nother aspect to your video i feel like so many people just use their like macbook webcam and they're like thanks to this company for sponsoring yeah. today and i'm like skip you know yeah i do that too um <laughs> but yeah that that sponsorship i know what you're talking about that was probably the one where i probably worked the hardest on i was very inspired by like the 50s and WandaVision. Yeah, love that. <laughs> I hope that people, like non-YouTuber people, can recognize the effort that that takes. Because I can't I can't really watch YouTube like a normal person after being on the platform for many years. I'm like, you know, you think about yeah. fonts, music, changing angles, everything yeah. that you had to redo and then move the camera and then do again, whatever. But I feel like hopefully people can recognize the amount of time, effort, patience, creativity that that takes. It's a lot. It is, it is, but, you know, I feel like, yeah, definitely being a creator, it kills the magic of YouTube a little bit. Because, like, every time I see a video, I do notice the views. When I was a YouTube stan back in 2015 and 2016, I would never look at views. Like, I thought these YouTubers, like, were just so famous. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, their views weren't even that amazing. High. Yeah. And I thought they were so... And now I'm just like, I think of... Oh, their views, I think of... How long the video, um, like the watch time, everything. Yeah, just a lot the of... like ratio. How did they edit this? What yeah. What framing did they do? Uh -huh. I just... When you start singing along to the... I still love YouTube. Music, that's when you know. Yeah. I still love YouTube, but... It's just not as magical as... Back then. Yeah, definitely. No, but also, like, so YouTubers were better back then. YouTubers so were way true. better back then. It's so true. And they uploaded so consistently with, like, such good content. Yeah. And now, I don't understand. I don't understand how people do that. If you upload once a week or more than once a week, it blows my mind. I can't imagine. 
I just started doing that and I still struggle a little bit, but, and it's not like I have anything else to do. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, why am I struggling? In a way, but like, you really, like, quality over quantity, you know, like you really got to prioritize, find out what you're going to prioritize. And I feel like there's a lot of people who, yes, you're uploading often, but is that really the full extent? Or like, it's so easy just to follow a trend and just sit down, film, edit, upload. Yeah. When people are doing something that's original and unique, or there's like a message to their video or something, it's just, it's so much more inspiring and I feel so much more interesting to watch, so. Yeah. I also feel like YouTube, there hasn't been a trend in a, no. in a long time. No, all the trends are on TikTok like There now. hasn't been a challenge. I know. There used to be so many challenges and trends, and I think that's also why YouTube is dying, because yeah. there's nothing going on. Yeah. I, f I feel like I'm on so many different sides of YouTube right now because I watch, I probably watch a total of like 15 people, which I feel like is quite a bit for YouTube, but a lot of them are yeah. like, like van life or like living in the middle of the mountains in a house made out of Home Depot wood. I'm like, okay. Um, some of them are kind of like coming <laughs> of age, like filmmakers. Um, I, you know, but then there's also this, this more like productivity side of YouTube that I never knew about yeah. until I actually met who I have this podcast with um she's somewhat in there and I feel like that part of YouTube is so alive right now and I've kind of only been able to see a bit but these people are posting like wake up at 5 a.m with me or like study with me I talked to a study tube YouTuber do you know Unjaded Jade? No. Okay well she's a, <laughs> she's a study tube YouTuber we had her on a couple weeks ago for an episode. Sorry Jade. <laughs> she's cool she has very meaningful videos which is inspiring to see but um I just, I was so blown away when I, like, looked into it afterwards, and, like, someone, like, writing their notes or, like, studying for a test has, like, five Oh, like, Study views. Blur? Yeah. I used to be really into Study Blur. Yeah. So it's yeah. weird what Back parts of YouTube school. are, like, more alive or, like, more active than others right now. It's just strange to see. Yeah. Right now, like, I feel like I only watch vlogs. <laughs> There's not really much else. I watch a lot of just people living their lives in like New York or LA or something and like that's pretty much all I watch there's not much else I feel like that's the only side of YouTube that's alive it's just like vlogs I feel like that is YouTube culture at the moment productive things yeah there's I can't think of anything else that's popular except for vlogs and productivity true no yeah me neither me neither it's weird but that I mean I feel like people who can vlog their life and then gain a following from it that's that's pretty impressive. If people are that invested in just your day-to-day -day life, it's like, okay, you must be doing something pretty interesting. Um, final question. Someone asked you for tips on how to gain confidence or stay confident. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, um, I know, but... Confidence. Wow. I have such an interesting relationship with confidence because I think I'm such hot shit, but also I'm such an insecure bitch. It's, <laughs> no one can be confident on like, like every aspect of themselves. Like I've never met a completely confident self, like comfortable with their self human being. There's certain parts that I feel like you can be more yeah. confident about, but not everything. Yeah. I made a whole video about this, but in high school, I definitely was not the most confident, but who was surrounded by teenagers yeah. all the time. Um, but I... I think for confidence, you just have to not care. And it's so 
hard. You either have to like spend time by yourself and just like not be around others. Because I feel like when I'm around others is when insecurity yeah. starts to pop up. Yeah. But if you're by yourself, it's just like, you know, you start to just care about yourself more. Um, but I think you just have to fake it till you make it. There's really nothing else you can do. Um, also, it depends on the situation. Like, where do you want to be confident? Yeah. Just like with yourself or do you, are you trying to be confident with other people? Um, I think with yourself, I think considering I take pictures and videos of myself all the time, <laughs> I'm just used to my face. Yeah. I'm just used to it. And I also think this is not going to be relatable for everybody, but since I get so many external validations from comments and things, it's definitely helped my, my confidence <laughs> um, because I'm so critical, especially critical with myself. So I can't see people how others see me. So when I see other people commenting, I'm like, okay, like, I guess that's how people see me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just dress how you want to dress. And just, if you feel good on the outside and just like pretend you will be confident. There's so many different aspects of confidence too. So yeah, that only really focuses on the external side of confidence, not the inside. Um, when it comes to inside, that's like a whole different story. But yeah, I, think I think when it comes to externally and just loving yourself, I think dress how you want to dress and just pretend. Posture. Put in your headphones. Walk like you're a model when you go outside. Like I do that. Sometimes I walk like I'm on a runway. Oh, every I day. Every day. Good. Um, but I think other than that, like, that's all, I, watch my video, I don't know. <laughs> I'll <laughs> so, link it, you guys I, can check that out. I can't, I cannot think of anything on the top of my mind, but I feel like any advice about confidence has already been said by everybody. True. So there's not really much else I can add. I feel like that's the influencer part of you, though. Like, I feel like that's when it changes from you being a content creator to an influencer is because people look up to you. And then when they ask you these things, like your what you say and what you do might actually might actually resonate with them more than you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I can't my mind can't like comprehend that, but I'm like, all right, I yeah, mean, for sure. No, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, also like just taking care of yourself, eat well, work out. It makes such a big difference. Like ever since I started working out, even though it's not like there has been much like change, just when you work out, you feel good. Mm -hmm. And when you feel good, you're confident. True. That's just how it is. True. Um, so. No, yeah, when you said posture, you caught me so off guard. I was like hunched over in my chair. He was like, posture. I was like, <laughs> No, I'm hunched over. <laughs> I am hunched over right now. So. Oh, literally. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing. Thanks for all of this. This was of really course. fun. Great to get to know you Thank a little you. bit. I hope I did a good job. You did I so feel like well. when I talk, I black out. No, literally. I black out when I talk. Literally. So I don't know what I just said. If I said anything stupid, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'm not editing this, so I don't know what's going to happen. But. <laughs> no, I think you did great. I cannot believe that I have a podcast. I am not one with words. I am not, as you can tell, as of this yeah. moment. So you did great. I love podcasts. I can never have my own, though. I feel like that's just... There's no, there's so chill. But, but I, doing it with a friend or doing it with someone in this case is so much easier because you just bounce yeah. off what you, the other person's saying. So yeah, thanks for coming on. You killed it. I've always wanted to be on a podcast, like talking about myself for an hour. Say less. Well, what can I say? You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, of course. Guys, go follow Dustin's stuff. All of his all of his social media links will be in the description. Very cool human. If you don't follow him already, ten out of ten. I recommend.
recommend. Um, and I will see you guys on Thursday next week with Carmen. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.